The feel-good way to start your day. I love watching this guy. I think he's tremendous, diverse. The list goes on. Uh, it's funny, though, because Titus O'Reilly, hello, mate, by the way. Oh, good to be with you. Uh, you did tell me to say all that. So, <laughs> yes, I know the check is in the mail, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Good to speak to Titus O'Reilly on Triple M, mate. I, I miss you on the cheap seats. I know that you've given that the raspberry and size. It's a good show though. But um, now you're starting to do a lot of other things, including with our good mate on Triple M, Mickey Malloy. Uh, podcast time for you, sir. Yes, we've been doing a podcast called Sports Bazaar, which uh, is great. I go and research a bizarre story from sport, and then I come in and Mick. I tell it to Mick, and Mick loves it because he doesn't have to really do anything. <laughs> Everybody loves not doing anything, mate, especially Mick Malloy. Uh, mate, it's a, it's a great thing. We all know that podcasts, people are loving them. You can you listen to them whenever you want. You can you know virtually get them on your car stereo these days or wherever you wherever you want to get them from. But this is different for you because uh, just before we talk about the the big one you've got coming up with the, this is the America's Cup, obviously the fortieth anniversary. What about Sports Bazaar? What makes it? Super popular, and you've, you haven't been going that long, Titus. No, we're going about a year now, and what, what we sort of do is we, we don't care about what sport it is or when it happened. We just want it to be a crazy story. So, in, mm. you know, you don't even have to be in the sport to kind of get it. You know, I think a good example, our first ever episode was about two New York Yankee pitchers in the uh, 1970s held a press conference to announce a trade. And their trade was they were swapping wives and children. (laughs) (laughs) Really happened, yeah. (laughs) The media were a bit surprised. Um, And they said, we're even swapping the dogs, which led to one of their teammates going, I can understand swapping your wives, but your dogs, that's just not right. (laughs) That's weird, isn't it? I think they made a TV show out of that, didn't they, in the last few years? What was that one called? Celebrity Watch or whatever, or whatever it's called? Yeah, Celebrity Wife Swap. Yeah, Yeah, it's that sort of thing. So, So, you know... The stories are kind of, we want them to be, you wouldn't believe they were true, mm. except that they are. Wow. I used to get sleds at cricket a fair bit, and someone would say to me if they got stuck in, they'd say, how's, uh, how's my wife and your kids, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and that was a good one, but that takes the cake, that. Mate, um, th- so there's stories. They're not just a sports show set down, and you sit down, and for people that haven't listened to it, Sports Bazaar, um, you know, it, it, is a, it is a good thing where you come up with a story and you talk about it. I like it, mate, yeah. So any others that grab your fancy before we get into this? Uh, well, we had we did one on Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong Un, the North Korean dictator, oh. and how they ended up friends. Which was um, he had an agent that didn't know there was a difference between North and South Korea. <laughs> so mm. him a gig. slight difference, yeah. <laughs> slight difference. So you know, if you ever think you got a bad boss, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a worry. Hey, mate. Um, all right, Sports Bazaar. There's a special coming out, no doubt. Uh, it's a five-part series to do with the America's Cup. 40 years, hard to believe that, Titus. But by the sound of it, five-part series, you did 98% of the prep involved. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of work because it's, it's in September. It's, you know, it's the 40th anniversary of us winning the America's Cup in 1983. And it was the longest winning streak in sport the Americans had, 132 years. And the British tried all that time, the Canadians, the Scots, they couldn't do it. And it took the Australians to come in and do it. And it, 
it was a huge moment in Australia at the time. I mean, people sort of under mm. the age of 40 don't remember it as much, but a bit like the Matildas recently, it just it took over the whole country and it led to that favorite, famous quote of Bob Hawke's after oh, the one yeah. saying, any any boss that sacks a worker today for not coming into work is a bum. See, Titus, um, you've got to say the Bobby Hawke impression like, any bloody person. <laughs> yeah, you've got to say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, um, it's a, yeah, and you're right. It's not just that. There's a lot of other stuff. Um, to be honest with you, a couple of things that come to mind here. 1983, it was, uh, you know, as I said, as you said, 130 years. Can you imagine what the boat looked like in 1853? Well, the, the boats in the old days, they used to have, the, so the first, it, the America's Cup is named after a boat called America. So it's not after the country, it's ah. after the boat. And it won against the English. And on its way to the race, it stopped off in France to buy the best wine of, of the time. Oh, right, okay. And so these boats used to be, when it started, they'd have a full bedroom, kitchen, uh, they'd have a cellar, they'd often have a fireplace. <laughs> One particular um, boat that raced in the 30s, it showed up from England in America to race in America's Cup, and on board were five dogs, a raccoon, <laughs> and a pet monkey. <laughs> And the pet monkey used to used to go up and down the sails, pulling the rope, and actually helping sail the boat. <laughs> it's illegal now, you know. Anyway, <laughs> sure it wasn't Noah's Ark. Cross, scary, mate. See, they're great stories that people are going to pick up in the podcast, uh, which is a ripper with Mick Malloy and, and yourself, Titus O'Reilly. The, the the thing is with it is the other thing is that we got, like you said before, with the Matildas in 1983, we got excited when um, you know Alan Jones was there and uh, Stevie Bertram and that when they lifted the thing up in the kill we all kind of went that's great what the hell is it but yeah, we all knew didn't we yeah the, the wing keel yeah. they, they they hid from the americans so whenever it came out of the water they put a, a sort of a tarpaulin around it and the americans freaked out they sent divers down under the water to try and photograph it um so there, there was all spying going on and the, and it really kind of ruined the uh, americans mentally they mm. really worried about it a lot but they did a whole bunch of mind games, the Australians. So they showed up with, they invented a, a bo- the boxing kangaroo. So that's where that flag comes oh, from. Oh, okay. The 983 America's Cup. So they turned up with a what they called a battle flag. And also men at works down under. Mm. They chose that as an anthem. And so Alan Bond made sure on his boat they had huge speakers and they'd pull outside the New York Yacht Club and blast men at works down under at them while flying this flag. And the Americans were so confident because they'd had the cup for 132 years, they actually had bolted it to the floor of the the New York Yacht Club. Wow. And so Alan Bond showed up with a gold spanner to undo the bolts. Um, and, and and Ben Lexon, who designed the uh, wing keel, he said, we're going to drive a truck over the cup and flatten it into a, and call it the America's plate into the America's cup. And it was all to see the mind games and totally through the Americans. They would have, um, and being Americans, they always want to win and everything else, they would have been, they would have despised Australians around that time. Um, you know, things mm. have changed now, but certainly we would have been... Um, it would have been a bad taste, wouldn't we, for Americans, Aussies in that in that nineteen eighty three period? Well, they they weren't thrilled with us because they they were so confident in their ability, but also they they'd rigged the America's Cup for years. Yeah. You know, Frank Packer actually competed for it in nineteen sixty two, 
And uh, he believed the Americans were cheating in one race, so he appealed it. But you had to appeal to the Americans. <laughs> so he actually said that uh, appealing in the America's Cup was like complaining to your mother-in-law about your wife. That was yes. his famous quote. <laughs> yeah, and it is famous, absolutely. And the, th- the thing is with it is that, um, you know, since then, since 83, and we did what we had to do, which was tremendous, and as you said, everyone remembers it, they've actually lost it a few times, haven't they, since then? It's become a bit of a novelty for them to lose it. Yeah, no, and it actually just completely changed it. Because yeah. once, once we sort of broke this uh, cycle that had been in place forever, and then since then, it, you know, catamarans have come in, and they, they now race on these boats on the hydrofoils that stick out of the water, and it's a, it's a completely different uh, race. The only thing that hasn't changed that's been there for all the time is this is a an incredibly expensive exercise. Mm. So the people that have been involved in it from day one, well, you know, Alan Bond, Frank Packer, the JP Morgan in America, the Vanderbilts, you know, it's all the it's all the incredibly rich people. The the French challenge with uh, Baron Marcel Bick, who was the guy that invented mm. the Bick ballpoint pen. Wow. And and the Bick lighter. <laughs> so he no coin in those things, they they wouldn't have made anything. Wow. <laughs> he spent all his money on his yachts. And uh, that famous quote of if you have to ask how much it costs you can't afford it. That yep. was J.P. Morgan talking about his American Cup boat. Yeah, just crazy. They got obsessed with it. Uh, as you said, it probably still is that obsession, but it doesn't get the headlines that it should. Um, you just reminded me, mate. I think I said it was Alan Jones before it's Alan Bond, as you said. Uh, Alan Bond's not with us anymore, but Alan Jones is, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate, so uh, this must have been exciting for you to get through it. Is there any bits of goss there, mate? That, you know, you mentioned before some of the other things you do with Sports Bazaar, the, the podcast. Um, is there any bits of goss in there that you could give us? now before we have a listen to the five-part series, Titus? Like, you know, that something happened where you went, really? No. Well, a lot of it, I mean, the monkey one's an example, yeah. but one, uh, we spoke to John Bertrand, uh, who was the skipper of America's Cup 2 about this, and he actually told us that um, he was uh, on the boat uh, in uh, New York about to race. The races hadn't started. And he hears this voice over his shoulder, and it was Bob Hawke and Paul Keating, the newly elected Prime Minister and Treasurer. Mm. <laughs> and they said to John Bertrand, they said, oh, how are you going to go? And he said, you know, here's the Prime Minister in front of him. He said, oh, I'm going to give it my best. I'm, you know, we're going to do our best for you, Prime Minister. And Bob Hawke looked at him and said, no, you're not. You're going to stick it right up him. <laughs> <laughs> After you just scold a beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, things have changed a lot. Mate, um, it's going to be most enjoyable. I can't believe you got five-part ser- uh, series out of this, so there must be a fair bit of goss and uh, info in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, every single race was – every single series had these incredibly rich people, you know, doing crazy things, uh, trying to win this America's Cup. And, uh, you know, right back to Queen Victoria was involved in the first one. Mm. Um, you had Sir Thomas Lipton, who founded Lipton's Tea. He ran for it five times and lost every single time. Wow. Um, so you have all these just you know amazing stories of all this, which you know just shows you that for the Australians to actually win it, um, it was such a big deal at the time. And it led Alan Bond to say that 
it, it's Australia's greatest victory since Gallipoli. Yeah. Um, I think he got a few things wrong there. But. Yeah, it might have been a few others, but anyway, yeah, it was a good story at the time. And just quickly before we wrap up and we uh, we give you a pump for it because you've obviously done a lot of work with it, mixed on bugger all. Uh, mate, with the, uh, yeah, with that, uh, did you find out what kind of coin was spent? This is 1983. You're saying how expensive it was for Australia to, to claim this beautiful big trophy, which it is. How expensive back then? Did, was there a, a figure put out there? Yeah, you're sort of looking at between the two boats, you know, you're looking at tens of millions of dollars. Mm. So you, you're talking what would be, you know, half a billion dollars yep. these days in, in that sort of money. So, you know, incredible amount of money that you just, you know, the average person could never no. do. Yeah, it was all, it's always been the, the, the three or four richest people in the world competing in these races. So yeah, just, it's just crazy. You know, Crazy figures and, and people who could afford to spend that sort of money and not really notice it. No, I don't know about you, mate, but um, if the boat went down, I'll be going down with it to make sure that we got everything <laughs> off it before it sunk. <laughs> hey, Titus, thanks, mate. This is going to be great. Mick Malloy, superstar, and yourself. Love watching you on uh, the telly when you get on there, mate, and, and doing this uh, podcast, which we love listening to on Listener Sports Bazaar. Uh, when's it all start? Is it, I think it's today, isn't it, that it starts? Yeah, today starts, and we've got the uh, dropping every Monday uh, and a few extra ones we'll probably put out during the month on it as well. So uh, all September, right up to the... 40th anniversary, which is the 26th of September. Yeah, beautiful, mate. That is uh, Sports Bazaar, five-part series, 40th anniversary. Hard to believe it was 40 years ago when we didn't have mobile phones and no one stole your telly back there, mate, because you couldn't move it yourself. Um, <laughs> all those things. So there was a lot happening in 83 and there's a thing called the Rubik's Cube, which probably ended up in the ocean as well. I couldn't do it. Mate, um, uh, just quickly, too, let's let's go 30, uh, sorry, 60 seconds on the AFL. Who do you think is going to win and why? I know you're a Melbourne man. I'm a Melbourne man, and I think it's wide open this year. Uh, I do, I, I do think Melbourne can do it. Uh, mm. I'm very excited. I mean, it was the most Melbourne thing in the world that we won a premiership that oh, we yeah. couldn't go to. <laughs> and, uh, yes, <laughs> it yep. was. A, but I just would love to see one at the G. I mean, it was the greatest day of my life winning a premiership. And people sometimes say, "Well, you've got kids, you know, wasn't they the, their birth the greatest day of your life?" But um, to be honest, I've never wanted to go back and watch the replay of those days, so uh, mm. I think it's the premiership for me. It's weird, isn't it, like that? Yeah, I'm an Essendon man, mate, so I haven't watched anything for a long time. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's been 23 years. Mate, thanks for your time. Good luck with it. No doubt on Triple M Bendigo as we are. Uh, we'll be certainly pushing it because it uh, sounds like a great story and we've only just got a fraction off your good self, mate. You and Mick, uh, Sports Bazaar, it's the five-part series starting today, America's Cup in 1983, 40 years ago. You would have been, mate, you would have been just born, wouldn't you, 40 years ago? Well, I was five and I'm, I've, I've actually got a plate that I did at primary school with America's Cup yacht on it that oh, uh, right. I drew myself. And I'm so, if mum and dad still had it. They dug it out the other day to show me. So um, <laughs> no. I can remember it. It was it was enough. I was old and just old enough to remember how big it was. <laughs> well, uh, uh, it'd be right next to my Skippy plate. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Titus O'Reilly, thanks for your time, mate. It's a great one. It's a podcast that is Sports Bazaar. Um, enjoy. I'm sure we all will. And look forward to having a listen on listener. Thanks, mate. Oh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.